This is the Life School Podcast, episode number 201, and today we're going to teach you how to determine who you should lead a missional community with and what happens when you don't agree on things. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Keith, it is, uh, it's that time of year again, isn't it? Super Bowl. You coming over for Super Bowl? What can I bring? Bring it all, brother. <laughs> you know, like carnivore a, it up. Bring some meat. I, I should bring some meat. I uh, I do these jalapeno bacon wrapped jalapenos that are kind of my go to oh, party. I, I thing. know you do. <laughs> People just eat them. I'll, I'll take a hundred and they're gone within seconds. It feels like so. What Anything you, bacon wrapped, brother. I know. It's just it's, wanna. It's the way things are supposed to be. <laughs> Welcome to our new sponsor for the Life School Podcast, Bacon. bacon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can you can grill it. You can throw it on a salad. Uh, hey man, uh, today we're talking about missional community leadership. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a mystery, a weird like who no one wants to lead, everybody wants to lead. Who should lead? How do we how do we start? Now, how do we find who we should lead with? All that stuff. Where 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 did we get this uh, this great idea? Well, e- thanks for asking, Caesar. This show actually <laughs> came from uh, one of our listeners named Tara Gazaway, and she said she'd love to hear about how missional community leadership comes together. Uh, so this show goes out to her. Thanks, Tara. Yes, thanks, Tara, for writing in. Uh, let's just jump into question number one, right? Yeah, let's do it. Caesar, I know you've led a, a good amount of missional communities over your your, your decades. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we've been trying, yeah. yeah. that's right. It's been a while. It's been uh, a long time. Have they always been awesome, and did leaders always stay on the same page with you over time, or was there ever... Perfect, awesome, everything. Oh. It's all worked out. No thanks I... for joining us this week on Life School Podcast. Yeah, we'll get the free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, they don't always go awesome in every way. Remember, the, the, the mission of a missional community, in its very nature, is to make disciples. And, and we've said it a zillion times. Yep. Discipleship is this process together of moving from unbelief to belief concerning the gospel in every area of life. Yeah. Okay? Which means for that to happen, you're running over some rough ground. Yep. You're running over and through all the problems of life and yeah. you're bumping up against preference and immaturities and wounds and stuff that happened in our childhood and other people's and a bad day right yeah. and all these and sin how about it right and so yeah the very the very goal of a community is so great that stuff's happening so now we can look at it in light of the gospel there's good news there <laughs> yeah. we don't have to just stay in the pile of you know yeah. dung that we found ourselves in so yeah in that sense yeah they go great yeah. <laughs> all the missional communities i've been a part of in leading they go great lots of stuff comes up that's a hassle you know yeah but once you kind of flip that switch in your head to go wait a minute all those are exactly purpose perfectly setting us up for moving from unbelief to belief in light of the gospel for that area instead of just opinion or fighting about it or like yeah. semantical wrangling over scripture or or whatever right um so you know, I'm thinking even as you're just talking there is is the missional communities that I've been most benefited by are the ones that you actually commit to doing it together through thick and thin because you're a family. It's not the Brady Bunch picture of leadership that everything's clean and pretty. Uh, and that's why and it that, fails for a lot of people. They're like, yeah, we tried it. It would never work. 
because uh, press in, because yeah. if you come consumeristically, you're done. You're done. Yeah. You're just done. Yeah, and yeah, if you take the approach of like, hey, I'm bouncing this. Want, I want to learn how to live my life in light of the gospel in every other life, and I'm going to do it with really messy, jacked up other people. Yeah, some of them who will lead us, and they're imperfect too. That's then that's what a, you're signing up for. So buckle up, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and and so it doesn't seem like the metric is always deciding the people that you uh, have a perfect facade with, right? Like this is people that you actually want to commit to doing life together. So. How do you determine um, with, you know, potential person that you want to lead a missional community with that you're like-minded enough to lead together? Does it just come from experience or is this something that works itself out as a commitment to one another ultimately? Well, I th- you know, it happens in all kinds of ways. There's no one way. Okay, I just you know, sure. say that right away. There's just there's not any one way. I've no, I don't think I've ever seen it happen twice the same way. <laughs> yeah. Like sort of, you know what I mean? Sure. But um, there are at least two roads we need to look at here. One, it's working with leaders that you've developed that are now going to lead with you. Okay. Okay. Sometimes that's how it happens. How do you pick your leaders for missional community? Well, some of them are people I've trained, and so now we're as part of their growth is like let them lead. Yeah. Right. We talk about mauling people, M-A-W-L, model, assist, watch and leave, you know. So you're going, hey, how do you know you got people that you want to lead with? Well, because we trained them. It's kind of like I've I've said before, I love hanging out with my uh, now adult kids. Sure. They love all the same stuff that Tina and I do. Hmm. I mean, like down the line almost nearly. (laughs) Well, guess why? Yeah. (laughs) Because we we raised them, you know, we trained them. Right. Right. It's kind of that way, too. When you raise up leaders and you if you've done a good job of discipling people to the point of maturity and leadership, you got to let them lead. Um, so that's one avenue, um, and we'll talk about it. And then there's the second one, and that's putting a team of people together, you know, or a few, of, you know, a, a group of leaders, or maybe a few of you or other friends or folks in your church or your neighborhood, and you're just you're going to them and you're saying, hey, let's do this, let's try to live this way and be on mission together. And so you just assemble it. Yeah. Now, that one's actually harder hmm. because that, then you're going to be on a road of discovering: Are we even really on, in agreement on what this means to make a disciple and sure. all that? Whereas if you've discipled somebody. They're going to want to continue in your footsteps. My kids, their lives and what they eat and how they prepare things and how they run their households, it's yeah. their own. It's a lot like Tina and I. Sure. You know what I mean? It's not so far flung. You're like, wow, I don't even know how you live this way. It's just not. Yeah. Because they were discipled by us. They were they were, were raised in our home. So so first, like working with leaders you've developed, th- that is the best, okay? okay, in a sense. And I think it's natural. You know, we say raise the kids to move out, right? Yep. It's natural to to develop people to the point of leadership. We don't want to, you know, I heard it said like, you know, Paul talks about you should be on milk now, right? Yeah. <laughs> or be off the milk meat. now. Yeah. You should be on meat, you know? Which is what I'm doing. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and it's it's this idea that, you you know, do you want to be in a small group or in a community or church forever where everybody's pretty much like you just got to part their whiskers to put the bottle in there? You know, hmm. it's like, like whoa, are we growing? <laughs> are we maturing in Christ here? You know, laying yeah. our life down increasingly, learning how the gospel speaks into everything. And um, and so you want to develop people to lead. That's the goal. Yep. Raise your kids to move out. And then when they do start to lead, you, you, you there'll be this push and pull just like, you know, leading my kids and parenting my adult kids. Is, it's a little different. Than when they were little, yeah, you know, kind of what I said just goes. Well, now, <laughs> no, guess what? They have opinion, and they're adult, and they have their own home and sure. job, and you know what I mean. Yeah. So now you lead in a very different way. So that's one set, and and I, but I love that, and I think it's good and it's right. Now that takes time, and yep. that takes maturity on your part as a leader too to develop and then co-lead with people. Um, I'm privileged. Tina and I are privileged enough to have been in many missional communities that we have raised up leaders and then stuck around that community for a little while. Sure. While we kind of co-led and then submitted to their leadership. Hmm. Like literally, like we're not leading anymore. 
Wow. You lead us. We're going to submit to, you know, what you're saying and cool. light, right? And it's very tricky and it's not, it's, it can be prickly and you're not going to do it perfect at first, hmm. but that's really what you do with your kids. Remember we say that discipleship is kind of a reparenting of right. people Yep. and that's what's going on to raise up a mature disciple to the point of leadership. You're going to be letting the rope out and letting the rope out and giving them feedback. And sometimes they're not going to take it well. And then they're going to realize it was for their benefit. And now they're doing it a little better. And, and okay, why did you get prideful and weird there? Let's talk about what you weren't believing there to be true about yourself and what God says is true of you and all that. Right. Yeah. And so, but that should be the goal. It shouldn't be that like, well, my wife and I lead this community and we're a closed group now because we're full. We're out of chairs. I hate that. It's just ridiculous. There's no closed sign in the kingdom of God. You yeah. know, like that's raise your kids to go start more. So take some people with them, right? Yep. So that should always be the goal. Now, the second thing is, is that putting a team of leaders together just where you go like, well, I don't know anybody. We're starting from scratch. And so there's this other couple from church that reads like, you know, one of Caesar's books or Hughes books or something, you know, sure. and then, um, and we're going to, we're going to give it a shot. Okay. Well now, <laughs> uh, you're going to run over lots of stuff over time. Yeah. So what I would say is before you officially have started anything, just hang out, just yeah. do life, treat each other like family for quite a while. Like why, you know what I mean? Like, like let's run into a bunch of stuff and have a lot of conversations about the gospel and how life works. And, you know, you can go back a couple of our episodes and listen to what we said about tithing. And do you agree on that? Kind, you yeah. know, like, like yeah, let, let, like let some road run and see like, Hey, you know what? We have a really good kind of, co-leadership thing going on here we support one another we're not identical we don't always agree but we know how to work through it uh, we have a basic understanding of the mission is discipleship yep. I, i've seen people pull together like a team they're gonna lead a missional community and really half the leaders they just want a really cool ingrown group of people who hang out a lot as christians and study the word and huh. a half the leadership's like yeah but what about my neighbors well do they go to our church <laughs> yeah no no not yet maybe never i don't know but we're gonna love them and disciple them to christ you know and so take some times there there again small is big slow is fast you know yeah. be a good book um and take some time before you call it anything meaning before you say like we started a missional community well, who's in it well so far it's just the two of us how about the two of you hang out a lot and hang out with others and then always have times so, you know afterward to talk about what did you think about that conversation? And yeah. how, how could we have phrased that better? How did I do it? Helping them understand. They asked this question about our faith. And, we, you know, yep. also, this is, I, this is super low-hanging fruit. Give them a book that's rocked you about leading a missional community or missional community life. Like, get, you know, I just tell people, hey, I don't need the 35 cents that, you know, I make on a book. So would you give those people you think you want to lead and be in a missional community with a copy of Transformed yeah. and read through it and discuss each chapter? And see what kind of stuff you agree on and prickly stuff. And is this scaring the heck out of anybody or, you know what I mean? Yep. Like do all that stuff. That's the beginning of the beginning of the beginning. Take your time, spend a little time, try to get on the same page before you start sucking people in. It'd be like, I don't know if I want to live with this woman yet or this man. Sure. And I, I'm not even sure we get along. I'm not sure if we, you know, all that. Let's just have a ton of kids and we'll figure it out on the way. And then we'll blow up the marriage and blow up the family. Like, eh, yeah, make sure you committed forever, you know? Now, I'm not yeah. saying you commit to ever in a missional community because there again, life grows and sometimes you move on. We'll talk about that too. But take your time. Use books. I just find it's the easiest way. Read, Get a book, read it. If, now, here's the thing. person says, I want to be a part of leadership in this new missional community. Great, let's read this book and discuss it. Hey, did you read that first chapter? No. 
how about next week we get together and talk about, okay, great. Yeah, dude, I, I couldn't get to it. That's like a 12-minute read, bro, a chapter. Yeah. You, know, like, you could find the time. Like you could find the time. So yeah. that's probably not someone you want to leave with. Just love sure. them. That's still your brother. Love them to death. If they can't lead themselves through a book, chances are. They can't intentionally lead Same people. thing, by the way. Let me just give you another pet peeve. People say like, well, how many, you know, how many times a week do you get together to be like a missional community? It's like, well, we're always a missional community. It's like, how many days a week do you parent? Hmm. All of them. Yep. Right. And so if they go like, whoa, 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 I'm ne- listen, I don't have any more time to do this than like maybe Wednesdays and I can't even make every Wednesday, you know? Yeah, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Well, then guess what? They're never or like they won't they won't buy the book. It's like I've had people say like, well, I can't expect everybody to sp- you know, spend the money and get this, you know, training or whatever. It's like they'll never lay down their entire life. And that's what it takes to make a disciple. If yeah. they can't get a book or read through a book or find the time to go serve on a Saturday, we go like, hey, you know what? I got a neighbor. She totally needs a hand. You want to come help me? Yeah, I don't know. I'm still really thinking about going to the zoo with the kids. Like, hey, let's go serve. Like yeah. if, if, if all this low hanging fruit stuff can't be accomplished, I'm not saying that's a bad person or the evil. They're just not ready to be leading with you. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. You say, well, but I don't have anybody else. Pray. Start praying. Yeah, God'll I, so many I can't tell you how, Heath, how many times people have said I just don't know anybody in our neighborhood or I don't you know there's nobody in our church who wants to live this way in yeah. fact they actually speak against it you know yeah. <laughs> like you know like everything should happen here at the church building and it's like you know what pray hmm. just let's pray let's just pray together God please and then all of a sudden like I've been praying for six weeks six months whatever I don't know if this couple just moved in or what, but we just met these people and they're like, they mentioned you in a conversation. It's like oh, the podcast. I couldn't even believe it or something like <laughs> yeah, some something weirdest, wild. craziest thing. Yeah. And so pray over all of this, like big mm. time. And don't be afraid to say like, you know, I just don't think that that's going to be a good leadership team fit. Yeah. It's just not. You see, you see, you know, uh, in the Bible, then not, not everybody got along, right? Yeah, Paul, Paul and Marvis. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, they have different opinions. So well, I love that too. That I love the organicness of it because I've been, I remember being a part of a church that was their philosophy was like, "Hey, you want to start a small group? We're gonna we're gonna do your Myers Briggs test, see who you pair up with, and you guys will give you uh, the first eight weeks, and you guys start your small group." And you go like, "It fizzles because there's no relationship, there's no commitment. We're not." That's because it's you, due to be. If exactly, you do this, yeah. you're a small group. It's like uh, yeah. be this first. Yeah, yeah that's, be a family living on mission together. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, how would you say that missional community leaders actually grow closer together in their relationships? So that they're not just doing tasks, but they actually begin to love one another and enjoy doing life together. Yeah. Maybe you can give us a peek behind the veil. <laughs> is this just a natural byproduct of life, living together? Or is there some intentionality that has to go on uh, in intentionally pursuing one another? Well, some of it goes right back to, like, what's the goal here? Like, when you said, like, you know, you've been a part of churches where it's like, hey, you're going to be a small group leader, so you take your Myers-Briggs and someone else did, and they put you together. Sure. It has nothing to do with proximity, life goals, the way you understand the gospel. It has to do with like you're both available on Tuesday night and you live, you know, sort of in the same part of town sure. <laughs> or something. Maybe not, you know. Yeah. Um, so some of it has to do with like, what is the goal? Are we looking to make disciples as a lifestyle together? Because that's, that's how we, you know, we look at it. I, sure. I, I'm not looking to just go through materials with people. Right. Yeah. If I found someone, it's like, oh, they're just looking to go through materials. In other words, for them, this is about knowledge acquisition. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. So starting knowing that you have the same goal is that we want to have a lifestyle of discipleship and we want to always be looking for like, who's next? Who else can we bring into the family? Sure. Okay. Now, if assuming that the basic stuff, and that's why, you know, previous question, like going through some materials together, maybe discussing some missional stuff, you know, my books or others, you know, Tangible Kingdom, great book by yeah. Hugh Halter and Matt Amazing May. book. Yeah. Super good. Um, 
but then then it's time. It's doing the life stuff together. Not you're not going to grow close together in really deep friendships and trust and be able to know like the unbelief that each other still sort of struggles with in the gospel because you get together once a week and you study the sermon outline. Sure, you know, in a group. And then what does it mean to be in charge? Well, Heath asks the questions and we host. Hmm. That's what leadership is. Hosting. Thanks for hosting. Oh, come on. You know, my, you have a house. All you did was let people sit on the couch. There's no effort there, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's some, you had to like open the door, I guess. And like, and, well, I had to clean up afterwards. Ask them to do it. Anyway, hmm. so you're not going to grow closer together in your relationships just doing task. Okay, okay. Like that, meaning just getting together for a study or a once a week thing. So as leaders, either prior to or as you're starting the group or even as the community grows, do you live like a family? Do you mm. trust each other like a family? Are you bringing decisions to your others in the community or other leaders? Like it kills me, Heath, when people say like, um, yeah, my wife and I are moving to Boston next month. Like what? They've been in the community for months and months. Sure. And all of a sudden they've, they've not brought it to anybody. They've not said, what do you think? It's like, well, why? Oh, well, my job's moving me there. Why uh-huh. don't you just have your job keep you here? Well, bro, it's going to be a, I'm going to make six grand a year more. Well, I understand that's a lot of money, but it's like, holy cow, you, did you have the community pray through? You're not, you know, sure. you're not doing life. You were doing a study together. Yep. You were doing some church activity to check some form of box. So, but leaders do the same things, unfortunately, sometimes. Mm. You'd be surprised at how many people, you, wouldn't be, you might be surprised at how many church leaders I'll say, hey, who's this guy? Oh, that's my so-and-so department lead, you know, like that's sure. head of this. Tell me their story. Uh... I don't know their story. I mean, I think they're from Chicago. Like, that's not a story. That's a fact. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like you do life together. Maybe do vacations together. Get together and serve on the weekends. Hang out with your kids. See if you parent similarly. Love each other enough to say, hey, bro, you didn't parent very well there. Like hmm. your kid is going nuts. They're going crazy. Can we talk about how we might love your child well and it's love the rest of the community? And if that's too offensive to talk about, guess what's more offensive? Your kids. You know what I mean? Like, like right? <laughs> right. So you got to do enough life together that you're moving from unbelief to belief as, and have enough trust that like, you know, if Heath comes to me in seriousness and wants to talk about anything, I'm going to listen because I trust him. Sure. And I know he might not say it perfectly. He might not roll it out super fluent because he's still working on that new sure. language. But but there's I, a trust there. There's yeah. a trust there, and we're going to work through it together. And and then I'm gonna I'm gonna come back with well, I need to hear, think about that and pray about that and help me see that better, you know, and all yeah. that. So it takes time. It takes doing life together. And I wouldn't say that to, to go back to your question. It's not just an accidental, natural byproduct of living life together. When people say living life together, they usually mean like we've been in the same small group for years. Hmm. How much do you, did you go to all the kids' soccer games? Did you like help pay their bills? Like when that person got divorced, did you walk through all that with them or were they shamed? Were they weirded out? Sure. And they kind of feel like outside the group because everybody else is still married. Like, you know, how did you go through all the different stuff of joys and pains and trials and of life and fun and, sharing and covering each other and just outrageous acts of generosity that you do for one another. Why? Because you love each other. Because you get to. That's the stuff that's going to grow you closer and it's what you'll lead out of. Hmm. Like if you can't do it with like supposedly your best, you know, team members, like your, your friends, your leaders, wow. And then on top of that, you have to trust each other enough to say, and there's a day coming when we're probably going to each lead groups separately. Sure. Because healthy things always grow. Yep. Okay. They always, always. do. And so a community, a family eventually going to get like, this is just, 
it's getting really cumbersome just to even have meals together and go out and serve and coordinate our time. And it's just so hard. And so half the people aren't making it half the time anyway to anything that we're doing as far as meals or serving or studying or praying or learning. And sure. so like, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and multiply this thing. We're going to start a new family on mission together. So that's what it's going to take. It's going to take doing life on life, really actually all that. Now remember too. um, God shows his grace on earth through people, right? Mm-hmm. And leaders show other, uh, others God's grace, and that includes each other, sure. okay? So you're giving grace to each other. And your, primarily, your primary job in the community as a leader is to show people what it looks like to know and live out the good news of the kingdom in every area of life. Hmm. Let me just say that again. Primary role of a missional community leader is to show others God's grace, not to bust them, not to crap on them not to you know whatever it's to show them god's grace and what it looks like to know and live out the gospel the good news of the kingdom in every area of life your job in leading a missional community or a church for that matter is primarily that not to be in charge or make all the decisions about whatever else is supposed to do sure start doing that with others start sharing that with your leaders right show them the grace show them what life in the kingdom looks like lay down your preferences in life uh, choices and all that stuff for each other submit to one another like share what you're going through decisions that you're making hey our cars broke down what you, what do you think we should do like should we manage this as a community do we got a bunch of extra cars between us should we share what do we do i need to get a new car i don't think i can afford it maybe you know i don't what should we do like do that together as leaders remembering that that's your that's your role as a leader <laughs> with everybody else as well yeah. you got to model that stuff so it starts with you as leaders that makes sense, ma'am. Well, let's flip the coin a little bit and talk about conflict. Um, hey, conflict. hey, it's always fun talking about conflict, right? Remember, conflict is just the opportunity for the good news to speak into not yet another area of unbelief. <laughs> so what, what do you think the best way is to bring up conflict uh, to somebody you're leading a missional community with? Say you and I are leading a missional community, and you and I over time are starting to, there's like this just rift and things Maybe are starting to Maybe we're just not agreeing apart. on a particular thing or yeah. where we should go next or yeah we just can't seem to get back on firing all cylinders okay is that something that that we would have the conversation first and then take it to the missional community because if the missional community's family do they need to be brought in at the very beginning of the conflict or is that like how would you how would you address dealing with that sort of conflict yeah. in a situation well i'd say um as conflict arises if conflict happens in private right then address it in private and then maybe if it affects others, bring it to the family. A missional community, by the way, is not um, its not a democracy where everybody votes. That's not leadership. It's like a family. It's like it's your, yeah. a fa- you know, your family. Do you guys have the kids vote on everything? Like, what time do you want to go to bed? You no. know what I mean? It's like, right? Now, I'm not saying oh, yeah. you dictate everything in everybody's life. That's what a community is about. I, mean, I just said leader's job is not primarily to tell everybody what to do. Sure. But you lead by the example of your life. Hmm. You lead and say, well, this is for me and my family or us and our families as the leaders. Here's how we're going to roll. Join us. Sure. That's what Jesus did. Come and follow me. He didn't go like, hey, you guys want to talk about what days might be convenient for you to hang out with me? Like what time? <laughs> oh, that doesn't work. We'll try. That's just, that's not it. Right. So if conflict happens in private between leaders. Sure. Address it in private. If it affects then the rest of the people, then say, hey, then bring it up that way. Um, conflict that happens in public. Okay. Like, let's say you're doing something else and you go like, no, 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 Heath, that's not where we're going. That's not what we're doing. You know, or that's not even right, bro. You know, like, so if conflict happens in public, meaning the family's around, then it gets addressed in private first and then in public. And what I mean by that is you ever had somebody just like go off and say something crazy offensive, like in community, but then they apologize to you, like in the kitchen later. Sure. 
but then they never apologize to the rest of the community. Yep. That's happened. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if it happens publicly, address it privately first, because you don't want to shame each other. That's not never the goal. Try to find what was the unbelief going on. What were, what did I do? What did you? What were you believing? What's going on? And then go back to the people. And the the person who initiated that offense should say, Hey, I need to I need to ask for your forgiveness for something because sure. I said this earlier to Heath, and that was me not believing this to be true about god and me trying to play god and not believing this to be true about heath but in fact this is true in fact jesus says this is true heath i want to believe that so heath's forgiven me i want to ask you guys i'm so, i want to tell you i'm sorry and i want to ask you to forgive me so conflict that happens in private gets addressed in private if it affects the community then go there if it happens publicly address it privately first then go public with it hmm. I, I just don't i think you miss so many opportunities when stuff doesn't get brought back then to public and say okay here's why it was sin Here's the truth. Sure. You just miss all those opportunities for the gospel. And here's another thing too. Remember the one another's of scripture. Okay. When there's conflict, okay. it's a good time to go back to the word. I mean, always. Right. But I'm saying when there's difference of opinion, when there's like, where should we go? Hey, we're just not getting along as leaders, whatever. Remember the one another's of scripture. Hmm. And there are at least 23 of those that I can count and they're powerful and they cover pretty much every kind of conflict. In, in, I don't know. Does everybody know what I mean by the one another's like, you know, like, be devoted to one another. Sure. Right? Uh, live in harmony with one another. Romans twelve sixteen. Stop passing judgment on one another. Romans fourteen thirteen. There's at least twenty three. I have. In fact, I'll I'll list them. Okay, I mean, you can look them up yourself. But I'll list them. I'll put them make them part of the big three this week awesome. for everybody. But that's a good time too. When there's we're just not. Uh, we don't want to quit. We don't want to not be leaders together. But we're kind of at an impasse. I'd say talk through, read through those one another's, and go like, I don't think I'm doing that for you. Hmm. Or you know what, right there, that one, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think you're, you know, doing bearing for me. Yeah, yeah. You're not doing, you're not one another in me there. I'd like to ask you, could you, could you bear with me on that? Or could you forgive me there? Or, you know, it's instruct one another. Could, could you allow me to instruct you in something? I put a whole lot of time into studying this. Would you just sit in a seat of learner for a second, yeah. you know, or for a day or two? Like, trust me on this. Um, serve one another in love. Could you allow me to serve you here? I know you, you like, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. It's like, would you just allow me to serve you? Like it says that. right here, Galatians 5, serve one another in love, you know? So it's a good time to pull those one another's out. <laughs> You're right, it man. It really is. And I'll, I'll put a link to a list of that, or I'll give you the list of it. It'll all, somehow it'll be connected to the big three and in the show notes. Okay. Hey, speaking of the big three, uh, let's get to that actually right now. Okay. Uh, for those who are out running errands or haven't had time to really take some notes for this, but want to have some tangible takeaways, sure. we're going to give you the, the free written download of the big three by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three, which will include the one another's in scripture. And again, you get that for free by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Okay, uh, here we go again. Head, heart, hands. I'll give you one, one for each category there. Uh, first one, don't miss this. You're a part of God's family. You're a family. Okay. And everyone is important, but they're <laughs> different. <laughs> that means leaders too. They're, 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 they're important, but they might be different. People have different skills and perspectives, different experiences in life, giftings, maturity, Okay, sometimes people can lead and they might not be as mature as you. Sure. They get to lead too. And God is aware of all of it. And he has brought you together for just a time as this, okay? For just such a time. So trust him to work out this beautiful tapestry, this beautiful mess, as it's been called sometimes, that is his family in your community and among your leadership. If everybody just exactly the same, there's going to be huge voids in that. Some they, I think we've talked about apest giftings, yeah. you know, pop, pop, Alan Hirsch, yeah, hip hop, right? So, um, 
everybody's yeah everybody's different but they're all important so mm. trust god that this isn't an ex- this isn't an accident why are we here together secondly if god's clearly called you to lead others i, I just want to just remind you it's a high and humble calling yep okay it is god shows his grace on earth through people and leaders show others god's grace and what it looks like to know and live out of the good news of the kingdom in every year of life your job in leading a missional community, like we said earlier, so that's why I'm saying don't miss it, or a church, is primarily to do that, to show others what it looks like to live out the good news and speak mm. the good news, not just to sort of be in charge of decision-making for everybody. Yeah. And third, um, be sure that the things that you agree on and the things that you don't are actually that. Mm. Often our words and assumptions can lead us into hard and hurtful places. Yeah. Like, I thought you meant this and I meant that. Or we've always used that word. Oh, I meant this by it. You meant that. You know, sure. Churches and communities have split throughout history over misunderstandings and language and cultural differences. Hmm. So as a leadership team, it's good to read and pray through the one another's, like I said earlier. Maybe a, a book or two that's like, this is on point, man. This is where I'm heading. Oh, I don't want to head there. Um and, and 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 go through that stuff and spend time in the gospel and in prayer together when conflict arises. Okay. Love that, man. So we're going to give the big three as well as the one another's um, all for free. Again, you get that by going to one, two, three, lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Yep. You'll get them right away. We'd like to thank you for joining us today. And we'd like to thank Tara for suggesting the show. Yep. Thanks again. And you know how she did it? By being part of the Facebook group. Bing. That's how Boom. you do it. There you go. So if you're not part of it, go to Facebook, join the Life School Podcast in the search bar. Caesar or I will approve you. Yeah, just to the search group. that up, Life School yeah. Podcast. Bing. It's like one of those group things. You gotta like, hey, join group. You'll we'll approve you. We'll yeah. get you in. And that's where you like if you have show suggestions, throw them in there. We listen, we do shows uh based off things that you guys are curious hey, about. Hey, if you didn't hear last week we talked about Christianese and yeah. weird Christian <laughs> phrases, and we said, Hey, I know we didn't get them all. Like we're still looking for more. Yeah, give us more. We're still looking for more on the Facebook group. Like what are your pet peeves and stuff that we just need to never say again? So anyway, <laughs> so we'll throw back. So <laughs> if you haven't listened, that's a fun episode. Episode number 200, our 100th episode. That's what it was. There you go. Hey, join us next week when we talk about church discipline. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Get out of here. Church discipline. And where, and what happens? Join us. Let's do it. Join us next week as we talk about church discipline. Great. Awesome. Uh, Everybody likes to talk about church discipline. And what happens when there are fences against you? Are Not we really just in leadership now. We're yeah. going to talk about like, oh, yeah. hey, church Anyone discipline. Angry, yeah. Are we really supposed to turn people over to Satan? And what does that even mean? Or is that maybe just a misunderstood aspect of how uh, we're supposed to do what is called church discipline? So we're yeah. going to get into that. Yeah, I, it's so rarely done right and yeah. well. And oh. actually biblical. People like quote all kinds of stuff. I'm like, let's just go back and read it. Let's read it oh. again. And that's I've what we're going to do. We're going to be way in scripture next week yeah. as we look at that one. Okay. It's a good one. It's a Hope good everybody one. will come and join us for that one, man. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. For more information, visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. Thank <laughs> you.